Just when the first COVID-19 lockdown started, a cat took up residence under the fuchsia bush in our back garden. Nothing remarkable about that, except that she was adding to the number of strays already hanging around the house. They seemed to be everywhere, on the shed, on the wall, on the car, outside the door, on the windowsill. This orange, brown and white one stayed put under the hedge. I realised that she was going to have kittens. Now, I didn't dislike cats. I tolerated them. But at that time, though, I felt the garden was being invaded. The prospect of a whole cat family was the last straw. I made an effort to shift her, shaking the bush and making noise. She looked so offended when she stared out from under the fuchsia. I left her to it. It wasn't long before I heard faint sounds. Peeking in, I saw the cat population had increased by five. They looked helpless and vulnerable, but mammy cats seemed to have everything in hand. They all survived, and pretty soon they were venturing out. It's hard to resist kittens. I have to admit they were cute. John, the real cat lover in the house, was very taken with them. Well, I was working from home and spending all of that time at home and having all my meals at home. I spent a lot of time looking out the window, looking out uh, the, uh, the back door at the kittens and their antics in the garden. Because of lockdown, we subscribed to um, Netflix and Prime Video and all the rest. Uh, but I reckon I spent a lot more time watching the uh, kittens uh, than I did watching films on these services. While it was nice to watch them interact with each other, I was interested in finding alternative accommodation. I imagined there might be a local cat sanctuary which would take them in, but no such luck. I found a cat welfare organisation and through it I was introduced to Jeanette. I go out to various places and capture some wild feral cats. We trap them, take them to the vets and they're neutered and spayed and then released. They're also health checked so they get a good start and then if they have regular feeds and shelter they're kind of set up for life after that. The cat rescue approach is called TNR, trap, neuter, return. I was all for trap and neuter, but not that happy with the return element. But as they had to come back to where they were born, I resigned myself to keeping them for another while. We started to feed them so as to build up a trusting relationship which would allow Jeanette to catch them and whisk them off to the vet. They quickly recognised the sound of the food bowl scraping on the patio. How are you today? This new level of engagement demanded that they be named. John came up with an idea. My idea was prompted by Quentin Tarantino's film Reservoir Dogs, uh, in which he names the characters after colours. So we had uh, Mr. Blonde, uh, who was kind of the leader of the pack, as it were, always first to the bowl. We had Mr. Orange and Mr. Brown. They were a bit aggressive, so we had to allocate them their own bowl. Then we had Mr. White, who was the tiny one, and uh, Mr. Pink, who had the pinkest nose. And he was the shy one. He stayed under the hedge all the time. The names did cause some gender identity issues, but Reservoir Cats had a ring to it. When Jeanette told me about the hardships faced by feral cats, I felt a responsibility to get them settled into good homes. Kittens have never experienced being handled or humans, so they are the feral ones. 
and they're scavenged literally you know they'll hang around bus stops back of restaurants or behind people's gardens and the lucky ones will find someone to feed them but it's just not people think it's enough to feed them but it's not because they breed more than rabbits and also then disease will spread there were around 14 weeks when she arrived in the pouring rain armed with traps blankets and bait she was on a mission to control the cat population on the street. Any strays in need of neutering were welcome in her humane trap. She managed to catch all our kittens and four adult cats, one of whom I suspected to be the father of our lot. This took time and required a lot of patience. The kittens recovered quickly from their visit to the vet. They now had a mark on their right ear to indicate that they were neutered. They were ready for homing if I could find customers. Mr. Blonde went with very little fuss to friends in County Clare. Images of his new quarters showed that he had pretty much won the lotto. He was indoors with his own basket, blanket, litter tray and cuddly toys. Tiny Mr. White was the most tame, having figured out early on that her best chance of survival was to charm us. Whenever she had a chance, she was into the kitchen, purring seductively and looking cute. Her dream of being a house cat started to come true the day I dropped her to her new family. Arriving to a house, however, with two enthusiastic children and a giant black cat called Catter was a little overwhelming. Hi, Matthew. Okay, I think he might be a bit scared now. Hi, Charlie. Hello. Hey, Mr. White. He's quite nimble. Stay still. Stay still. Oh, look. I want to go in. Oh, oh. Charlie, it's very important. We're not going to catch Mr. White for two days, okay? He needs to, he needs to find his way round. Poor Mr. White was a bit traumatised, but gradually started to calm, at which point I took my leave. Now you've got her in your, in your arms. She seems okay. Yeah. Yeah, she seems pretty chilled. I think she feels safe, but obviously she's pretty frightened as well. I'm going I'm to go now yeah. before I start to cry. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> You're going to miss it. We'll send you lots of photos. Thank you for Mr. White. Okay. I was pretty pleased with that day's work and was delighted to hear from Mr. White's new owners that their friend wanted two kittens. Since Mr. Orange and Brown remained hostile, except when food was on offer, and Mr. Pink still hid under the hedge, we had to borrow Jeanette's trap. She taught us how to set it. So you put the food in at the inside, lift up this, and when they step on the board, then it closes. So it's fairly simple technology. Mm -hmm. I put the food right in at the end. Okay. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You caught your hand. Mistress Pink and Brown, unable to resist food, obligingly marched into the trap. I headed out to George, a farmer living a few miles west of the city. George had gone to considerable trouble to prepare a comfortable bed in a shed. This is their Burberry bed here. Well, that looks very cosy. No less. No. Burberry, yeah, no yeah, less. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're not used to that here no, at home. I'm just rest assured that they will not be hungry. Yeah. And they will not be in any way treated badly or like they'll, they'll have a very, they'll have a good life here. Now, when homing kittens, the advice is to keep them in for two weeks so that they get used to their new surroundings. It's common for cats to do a runner and head straight back to familiar territory. 
Looking at George's security arrangements, I was afraid that the kittens might be back in the garden before I got home. They'll probably be able to jump out over that. Over which? Over this, I would think. Do you think so? Oh, gosh, yeah, sure. Have you not ever seen cats in action? The setup was less than satisfactory, but I was optimistic that they might settle. We were left with Mr. Orange. He got very distressed when he found he was alone. He howled, hissed at us, and abandoned the shelter he had shared with the others. miss everybody, do you? He went on like that for a day or two. It was painful to hear him. The episode did teach me to be more considerate of the feelings of animals. He eventually settled when his mother started to join him for meals. Speaking of the mother, she had eluded all Jeanette's offers to catch her. And as she was the source of the kitten problem, I thought I would have a go while I still had the trap. It took quite a while. Several times she went in halfway, only to back out again at the crucial moment. I observed from inside and turned into David Attenborough in the process. The mother cat is in the cage. And we've got to stick in and she's going right in and come on, mother cat, knock it down. We've got her! Got the mother cat! Yay! Okay, congratulations. Yes. Right. I feel wonderful. <laughs> she doesn't know she's caught yet. Oh, she's yeah. still eating. She's eating, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm gonna have to contact Jeanette. I just called Jeanette. She's so excited. She thinks I'm fantastic. I was just amazed. That was a minor miracle. Because some of those females are very clever. You set up the trap, the ones you don't want are already done will go back in. The ones you want will stand laughing at you. With the ending of this cat's reproductive life, I felt a sense of closure. I had done the right thing by the kittens and had a change of attitude, as my son Liam observed. Um, so I'm surprised by this turn <laughs> into a cat lover or a cat activist, um, but supportive. I didn't have 100% success. George hasn't seen Mr Pink or Mr Brown since the day they arrived. He continues to put out food which he believes they are eating when his back is turned. Mr Blonde, on the other hand, regularly presents dead mice to his owners, so he's earning his keep. Mr White is loved and continues to have a love-hate relationship with her rival Catter. Mr Orange and his mother are still wary of us. They visit for food but maintain a social distance. And so it ends. Or does it? Jeanette has plans for tackling some strays in a neighbour's garden in the spring.